Hi, and welcome to Storytime with Rabbi Yitzhiers. Hi, everyone. I am your host, Rabbi Yitzhiers, together with... Me, Yossi, his sidekick! Yay! To send much-needed donations to JRoot Radio, the address is JRoot Radio, 2829 Nostrand Avenue, Brooklyn, New York, 11229. 2829 Nostrand Avenue, Brooklyn, New York, 11229. Uh, j Radio can be found on Naki Radio, and it also can be found on j And at 712-432-2444. And that also, you can call in at 718-506-9099. And you could uh, also follow the archives by following the menu at the end of the show if you would like to call in to tell us what you learned. So the number is 718-683-5858. Of course, uh, if you would like to text in for information about how to sponsor a program or to advertise, the number to text in is 347-927-8398. Also, if you would like to text in a story suggestion with all its details, the number to text in is 347-927-8398. If you are interested in hiring Rabbi Yitzhak for either live storytelling or storytelling on Zoom, uh, and or if you want to hire Rabbi Yitzhak to do his famous Kayach from the Moyach show, or, or, you know, uh, or you're interested in information on how to learn martial arts lessons or Qigong energy exercises, or if you're interested in art lessons or anything of that nature, you know, uh, for more information, call 718-375-1294. The number again is 718-375-1294. Rabbi Yitzhak's CDs are in most stores, and if you have a CD that is not in the store, you can call the 718 number 375-1294 to ask for uh, the current list to be faxed or uh, emailed. Rabbi Yitzhak's books are also on sale in stores also at your local farmer's store. Okay, hope you don't mind that I did all that. No, it's quite all right. So I guess we could go straight to the story now. Okay, so uh, let's, uh, before we start the story, let's just uh, thank our sponsors here. Okay, so uh, once again, tonight's story is uh, for a... Uh, Schus for a foolish lemma for Chaim Yesus Steven Soda Miriam, and also for a continuous foolish lemma for Raphael Avram Yitzhak Ben Gittel. Okay, and now before I go to the story, I just want to tell you, I told you, I listen to every single message that comes. Don't have a chance to uh, reply to them all, but okay, this one I'll reply a little bit. Okay, just very briefly. Okay, so Masha, if you're listening out there, you get a mazel tov because your sister Tzipoyer uh, Lieber Sherman and her good old husband Shalom Sherman, okay, they had a baby girl, so your sister had a baby girl on Tess Elul on September 5th, 2022, uh, 22, which means... Oh, about a week or so ago, okay, and uh, maybe almost two weeks already, yeah, so 14, 15, yeah, about nine, nine, uh, nine days or so. Anyway, some mazel tov to you, the great uh, the aunt, of course, and of course to your sister and her husband, 
and a ganzer mishpuche, and all the other eneklach, and a special mazel tov to your tati over there also. I understand. Now you got two and two. So uh, now we can go weiter. And I got a beautiful story to tell. One minute, Rabbi Amps, one minute. What do you mean, one minute? I have a story to tell. I'm ready to start. Yeah, 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 yeah. But before you start that story, I don't know which story is better, but... Well, if you don't know what story I'm telling, then how do you know which story is better? And what are you talking about? What story are we comparing to? Oh, well, um, we got this uh, here uh, uh, email over here. I printed it out here. Take a look at it. Okay, I'm looking at it. Oh, from our good old friend Mendy Z. He's recommending a story. Uh, you know, he didn't recommend one for a couple of weeks already. I know, but he's got one now. He thinks it's very good. He thinks you'll do a great job on it. <laughs> Flattery. Might get you somewhere, but uh, no, no, no. Flattery gets you nowhere. Uh, but, you, you, I know what you mean. You know, um. Okay, okay. Let me see real briefly. Let me look at it. You know something? That's very good. I was going to tell a totally different story tonight, but I like the story. Whoa. You know, everybody out there, you know, the most of the Sephardic oilem, they already began slichas in the beginning of Rosh Chodesh Elul. Okay, but uh, us uh, Ashkenazi type of Eden, okay, that means Nusach Svart also, but I mean the Ashkenazi, you know what I mean. Okay, anyways, we're going to start as Hashem saying Slichas this coming Matzah Shabbos. going to be the first night of Slichas. Okay, so it's uh, very interesting. That means we're getting closer and closer. Tereish Hashanah! And then it's going to come Yom Kippur. And then it's going to come Sukkot! Hey, of course, don't forget Simchas Taira. Yes, 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 yes. yes. <laughs> calm down, calm down. I am calm. I am calm. Because Rosh Hashanah is a time for judgment and everything. And then Yom Kippur, day of forgiveness and everything. You know, I, 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 I remember everything my Rebbe told me that if you don't ask Mechila from your friends that you did anything wrong, oh boy, Yom Kippur's not Mechaper. Yom Kippur's only Mechaper what you do between you and Hashem, right? Very good. That's great. So you're saving some time as we get shows closer to Yom Kippur. But anyways, the idea of that El was like a sale time to do tshuva, and Hashem will accept it much better, and everybody has to work on themselves, because, you know, it's like weightlifting. Weightlifting? What does tshuva have to do with weightlifting? Oh, it's very simple. Really is. You know, like the muscle. Let's say you come into a gym, and you see the weights over there, and you look around, and you say, ha-ha, I'm Yossi. I'm strong like anything. I could pick up a lot of weight. Okay, let me go to the 100-pound barbell and let me pick it up. Uh, 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 uh. Okay, let me go to this 100-pound barbell and let me pick it up. Uh, 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 uh. Okay, maybe I won't pick it up. That's right, you won't pick it up. Because normally, if you don't work out with weights regularly, you just can't pick up a heavier weight just like that. You have to start little by little. So now, when it comes to Rosh Hashanah, we can't just walk into Rosh Hashanah and say, Okay, I'm here at Rosh Hashanah. And you know what? I must have done some Averas, but you know what? We'll put that aside now. Uh, Rosh Hashanah, New Year, let's start anew. And uh, uh, Rabbi Nishalem, please judge me fairly. And then, 
If you don't do tshuva in between, like especially, especially during a Sereshimei tshuva, <coughs> when the time to do tshuva is even more greater, until Yom Kippur included, and if you don't do tshuva right then, you can't walk into Yom Kippur and say, Arise, so now it's Yom Kippur. Please forgive me for my veros, and you know, and then I'll start anew. I know what you mean, because a guy can start anew doing a virus all over again, right? Oh, that's a possibility, too. So, actually, as I was saying before in the gym, is that uh, you want to pick up 100 pounds, you don't start with 100 pounds. You start up with 10, and work your way up to 20, and 30, and so on and so forth. You understand what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So, you can't just go over and say, Oh, Rosh Hashanah, time to do and, and it's not going to happen, right? That's right. You have to start doing tshuva earlier. You start looking into yourself, and that's what the beauty of Elul is about, that you'll be able to look into yourself and see what you're doing wrong. Now, you know, uh, what I liked about this story that Mendy Z sent in, do you know what's so great about it? No, you didn't tell me, but I, I, I mean, I glanced at it, I mean, you know, but I wanted to get it over to you so you could tell it on time. All right, all right, so let me tell you what the great Mila of this particular story is, okay? Many people do things wrong, and they don't hop how bad it is. And then sometimes a person could hop what they're doing wrong and then finally change and become a better person. And then suddenly a person who didn't have so much oil in can suddenly earn a whole bunch in a very short time. Now, uh, based on the information that Mendy Z sent about this story, he says that he heard somebody say it, um, where he is, uh, and the person told it in Yiddish, and he wants to know if I could tell it in English on J Radio. Of course I am. Okay, uh, now... Uh, I see there are a lot of details in the story, but he's missing a few, so I'm a little bit familiar. I remember this story vaguely, but uh, you know I don't have time now to go look in the safe and to see you know all the details of the story. But I'm going to use the poetic license, okay? Now, what do we mean by that? For example, um, this story has to do with the famous tzaddik, the Chernobyl Magid. Are you going to tell the story or am I going to tell the story? No, I told you. I just looked at the paper just a little bit. You're right. It has to do with the great, famous tzaddik, the Chernobyl Magid, who happened to be Rabbi Mordechai Tversky, known as affectionately as Ramotala of Chernobyl. And he was uh, born in 1770, was sniffed in 1837. He lived to be 67 years old. And, of course, it's a very interesting story. And, uh, you know, it's, it's about, you know, things that he's done. You know, what he was famous for was he collected a lot, a lot of tzedakah. Yes, 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 yes. He collected quite a lot of tzedakah. And, uh, you know, um, and he, he was very sincere about it. Uh, I might have told one time on Jay Radio a story about somebody who tried to not uh, trust him and think that he was just taking the money for himself because he always demanded more and more if tzedakah, if a person could afford it. 
and he hid in the closet or something, you know, and eventually what happened was is and the Shoma came to him, but he couldn't help him because he had no cash because he never gave any, you know, matbeh, he never gave any money, he never gave any pigeon for his neshama to the, to the Rebbe when he was alive. So therefore he asked, you know, like maybe he can get a neighbor to give some of his chusam over. So he said that he should go to the to the matzeva, to the caver of the person, and then I remember that one, and then he was going to go over and ask him uh, to give over one peruta of his chusim to, to you, to that person, so this way he can have a kesha, and then the Chernobyl Magar could have him for his neshama, right? That's right. And do you remember what else happened? I sure do. <laughs> when the guy said, well, he was always a liar during his lifetime, he always told Shekhar, and nobody's going to believe him when he goes to the caver. That Neshama's not going to believe me either. And all of a sudden, that Chernobyl Maggot said, take the person that's hiding in the closet over here and take him along for a witness, and then he'll believe him. And of course, a lot of things happened because of that. That's right, because he went over and he showed that he had Ruch HaKadosh and knew that the guy was hiding in the closet. And, of course, the guy went, well, anyways, that's just not the story you're telling now, right? No. I just wanted to point out that everybody should know he was a big, uh, you know, collector of tzedakah, and he helped out a lot of causes. So, in this particular story, it doesn't say what the cause is, but we're going to create one because it's possible that he helped with that because he helped for many different, uh, uh, you know, like, Things of Tadaka he helped for, for making chasanes, he helped people for business, he helped people that were just some as poor, whatever it was. So, here we go. I'm going to pick up the story right now. Pick it up, it fell on the floor, I'll get it for you. No, 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 no. The email is right here on this desk where the microphone is. Don't worry about a thing, we got everything under control. Okay, so here's what happened. Okay, we're going to call the story the Chernobyl Magid. And the miser. Ah, uh, uh, miser. Tzedakah, miser. Uh, I'm hopping a little bit. Well, this one has a little bit of a different kind of twist. You'll see. All right, now this is not the same like that tarnished penny, okay? So don't worry about it. Okay, so here's what happened. We're going to call one guy right now a person named Gavriel. Gavriel was in his house, pacing back and forth. I wish me I wish me What are you going to do? What are you going to do? I have problems, do. I, 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 all at once. It's not only one problem. It's a whole bunch of problems all at one time. I don't know what I'm going to do. It's one problem after another. How am I going to be able to pull out of this one? Okay? You know, my money is tied up. I made some big investments, but the ship sunk. And I lost everything, and now I owe a lot of people money, and there's 36 people that work for me. And if I can't pay them, they're going to be out of work. And if they're out of work, I may as well. What's going to happen with them? Ay, 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 these 36 people work for me in my factory. Oy. And then if I can't pay them, how are they going to pay their rent? How do they have food on the table? And then, to top it off, I was supposed to marry off my daughter. Oy, 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 oy. Let me sit down here and let me make a cashman. 
Oi, oi, oi. Little girl, Daffy, how much money do I need? Hey, 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 to pay this bill. Yeah, only that. Pay this bill. Only that. 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 I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know. The miners will give me a Help me, help me, the miners. And of course, he started to daven in his own, own way. And that's what he was doing. All right, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go to my room and see what he says. I hear what you're saying. It's a very tough situation that you're in. But how can I help you? There's no way that I could raise 20,000 rubles a lot of money. I would suggest that you go to the great, great tzaddik. You hear what I'm saying? Sedua Zagroise tzaddik. Yeah, you're in Chernobyl. You know how I'm talking about. Oh, yes. <laughs> of course. Uh, you're talking about the, the Chernobyl market? Uh, 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 oh, the son of Ramanachim Nuchim Twersky. Ramanachim is the second Chernobyl Rebbe. Is that the one you're talking about? Uh, yes, that's the one I'm talking about. I suggest you go to him. His heart reaches in Shemayim. I don't know how he does it. But he'll be able to raise your money or he'll give you an answer. He'll know what to do. But right now, I think the best thing is for you to go to him. But I know you don't want to attract attention to yourself, so go there inconspicuously. Don't try to show what your problem is. Just be online that you want to go over and see the Rebbe. You understand what I'm saying? You want to go see the Rebbe. And you want to see him. But once you're inside there, pour your heart out, and he will listen. And then just do whatever he tells you. Okay, sounds 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 okay. Sounds very good. Okay, I'm gonna do this. Yes, 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 yes. All right, I'm gonna do this. And so he went over and he traveled all the way to Chernobyl. Of course, he went with his little horse and buggy. And when the horse went faster, and of course, he eventually got there, and he got off his wagon. And he didn't pop out like a rich man. He dressed like a simple person. And he comes in and the shaman says, Hey, how can I help you? What's extra? Okay, slab a kettle and you go online like everybody else. And sure enough, it came time for him to go in. And the Chernobyl market said, No, who is next over here? Send in the next person, please. I want to see the next yid. Okay. I'm going to give him a kick of Dan Krittel. Let me look at your Krittel. Aha! Let's see now what Shishtait do. I'm looking here and it's... Oi, where's me? Oi, 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 oi. You're not coming, Stamasai, for a brucha. You're coming for a sluche, brucha. Yes, Rebbe. <laughs> I, I just didn't want to be so conspicuous and I didn't want to cry outside. 
But I have a very big dilemma here. What am I supposed to do? Rabbi, you understand what's going on here? My daughter, I, I need to marry her up. And I don't have the money. I was once very well-to-do. And I made some investments recently, but the boat sank and I lost everything. And now I have two problems. Actually, three. I mean, if I'm going to think about it, I'm going to have four or five. Please, please, calm yourself down and tell me, uh, as best as you can, what exactly are the main problems? Well, you know, besides my daughter, and I have to be able to put aside money to have for uh, Nadin. I, I also have a factory, and I have 36 workers, and now I can't pay their salary. If I can't pay them their salary, they'll quit on me. But that's not the main problem, if they quit on me, because that would mean that my business is out of business. But that doesn't worry me as much either. It doesn't? So what is it that's worrying you? <laughs> the part that's worrying me, Rebbe, is that these 36 people won't have a job right away. They won't have money to support their families. They won't have food on their table. Not just me, but they also. <laughs> what should I do? Uh-huh. I see. Very, very tough situation here. Very, very tough. It's not just you. It's your daughter. Not just your daughter. It's 36 people. Aye, 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 aye. Let me think about this a little bit. So tell me, how much money do you think you need? Well, to be able to pay my bills for the creditors, to be able to have money to make the chasana and put aside money for a nadin, not even a big nadin, just an average nadin, and to be able to pay my worker's salary and to be able to restart the business again, it's going to take at least 20,000 rubles. Wow, that's not a lot, Rabbi Herbs. I mean, 20,000 rubles, that's not like like, like, like $20,000, you know what I mean? I mean, now people have to use millions of dollars, you know what I mean? Uh, uh, Yossi, we're talking about in the 1700s. Okay, or the early 1800s. We're not talking about nowadays, okay? And that time, uh, like 20,000 rubles, like asking for $100,000 or more. You understand? Oh, got it. Okay, continue. Ah, glad you let me. Okay, anyway, so let me continue the story and tell you what happened next. So he was there crying, and he said, Yeah, that's the smallest amount. At least 20,000 rubles. Where am I going to get that, Rebbe? Rebbe, Rebbe, Rebbe. Where am I going to get 20,000 rubles? <laughs> Where am I going to get it? Ah, I see. It's a very tough situation. It's really not helping out just one person his family. It's really helping out Achnus's Kala Oichet. And it's also helping out 36 other mishpochis. Wow, this is one of the biggest undertakings I ever took. It's not so easy to do this. Okay, this is what I'm going to do. Are you listening to me very carefully? Yes. And you'll do exactly what I say? Yes. All right. Then, let me tell you what to do. You are to leave here very discreetly Walk out with a smile on your face, and you are to go. And I have your address. 
and I know how to reach you, I will send for you when I have the money for you. But, Rebbe, I mean, I, I don't know how long I can wait. I mean, are you able to do this? With the Rabbinish Leilam's help, a person can do anything, nothing. Ein oimdim You understand? Nothing, nothing. Ein dovo oimid Nothing, nothing stands in front of the will. You understand? We dive into Hashem, ask Hashem for help. Everything we find. Now, go home. I will send for you when I have the money for you. And don't worry, it's not going to take a whole year. Oh, Rebbe, I mean, these 36 people, what will they do? I know. I know. I will have your money sooner than you realize. Okay? You have to have you have to have Mamun and Betochen. Don't worry. Don't worry. Go home. Go home. Oh, okay. Okay. I, I, I'm going. I, 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 I'm going. And sure enough, he went out the door. But as soon as he went out the door, uh, the Shaman said, and, and surely, excuse me, pardon me, but you know, I mean, everything all right? Um, yes. Uh, well, everything is fine. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. I mean, there was somebody crying inside. Are you okay? Are you sure? We like to sit down. You need to rest. You need some coffee. You need some cake or something. No, 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 no. I'm fine. I'm fine. Why, why? You heard crying? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Anyways, I gotta go. Oh, that's strange. I heard crying, too. Me, too. I heard crying. Uh, uh, maybe it was somebody from outside. And maybe it was a baby crying. No, 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 no. It was pretty loud. And sure enough, they were trying to guess and figure out, but he listened to the Chernobyl Magid, and he didn't say anything. And this person left. But in the meantime, the Chernobyl Magid, he really carries the burden. Oh, yes. He, mamish, he carries. He's a noise ol chavere. Oh, yes, indeed. And he was thinking, how am I going to get this money? Ah, there are some people that have some money, but maybe, I don't know, there must be a Reich Mensch here somewhere. Yes. You know what? I put out the word. Okay. Herzog T. Shamish, come in here. Yeah, Rabbi, what is it? Um, I want you to make this letter known to everybody to come to the shield. A little earlier before Mincha Mahirev, I want to speak about a very important Tzedokah Indian. Eh, okay, no problem. And so the Shamish went over and arranged it, and most of the Oilem that come to Mincha Mahirev, they came a little earlier. The Shamish gave a clap on the bima. Okay, the room, the Heilige. Chernobyl Magid will redden. He wants to speak now. Moira Boisai, I want you to know that you know that I collect a lot of times for many important inyonim, many important sedokis. Right now, a certain Indian came up, a certain svek, a certain situation where there is a um, a very tough situation. I can't go into the details, but for this Sadoke, 
I need as soon as possible. I need a great, great sum of money. And I just want you to know that I am ready. You're ready for this? You spread the word. Whoever will give this sum of money, I will spend the Shabbos at this person's house. And also, I will give him my word that he will spend his future in Olam Abo together with me. He will be with me in Olam Abo and he'll be standing next to me. He'll be opposite me. You understand? Spread that word. Oh, Barbara's idea. I like that idea. Sure, I'll give. Hey, what, what a great thing to have the Shinobel Magen at my house for Shabbos. Yeah, me too. I like that idea also. Shinobel Magen at my table. Whoa, whoa, whoa. This is a Gavaldi Kazakh. Yeah, I like that idea too. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, but wait a minute before you jump to conclusions. Why don't you uh, see. How much the market is asking? Ha! Huh, what can it be? Yeah, what can it be? Yeah. I mean, he's asking 100 rubles here, 200 here. Okay, this one, I bet you it's 500 rubles. That's why, you know, because it's a big sum of money, 500 rubles. Okay, Rebbe, Ajulik, how much are we talking about? Mega boysai. Very important, Svek. You'll be doing such a chesed. It won't be just helping out one person. It will be helping out quite a lot of people. Oh, yes, indeed. Quite a lot of people. So, listen to what I'm telling you. Whoever is able to bring forward and to bring to me for a very important tzedakah to collect for, if you can bring me 20,000 rubles, I will spend Shabbos in your house and you will have a place in Oil Mabor opposite me, right next to me. Do you understand this? I give you a guarantee on this. So, understand? Please, spread the word. Shabbos, after Minchamayrev, I want you to write up signs and hang them up and spread the word, not just here, but to other towns also. And sure enough, the word reached out all over the place. People were here, people were there. Everywhere there were people looking at this note. How, oh, how, oh, let me see this. Oh, the Chernobyl Market is collecting for a very wichtige track, uh, a very, uh, uh, very important situation of, of Shadaka yesterday. Huh? And he's promising. Wow, he's telling that if a person gives the amount of money, this big sum of money, wow, wow, wow. This is unbelievable. Do you hear what's going on here? If somebody gives this amount of money, he's going to spend Shabbos. Imagine having the Chernobyl market in my house for Shabbos. Yeah, so how much is he asking for? 100 rubles, 200, 500 rubles. I, I, can, I can cover that. And what is he saying here? Um, the amount of money that is being asked for is, uh, is it 20, 20 rubles? No, uh, oh, let me, let me fix my glasses over here. Oh, that's a big amount of money. Hey, hey, 
Hey, Schmeller, come here. Ho, 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 ho. What is it? Uh, maybe I'm not seeing right my glasses. Could you tell me how much money the Chernobyl market is collecting right now? Oh, oh, oh sure. Oh, let me take a look. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, uh, whoever gives uh, the huge sum of money. Wow, this is good. Be by by having a special guest, the Chernobyl market in your house. That's just good. Oh, well, let's see the amount, man. Oh, here's the amount. Uh, 20,000 rubles. Yeah, yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. 20,000 rubles. That's a lot, 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 lot of rubles. Oh, my goodness. Oh, if I smear, uh, who's got that kind of money? I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know either. <laughs> I don't know either. I for sure don't have it. I worked all my life. I never even made close to that. I'm lucky if I made 10,000 rubles in the 50 years that I've been working. <laughs> and sure enough, the word spread all over the place. And there was these rich people here and there thinking, Well, I'm pretty well off to do. Let me see what I can do. 20,000! Oh, my goodness. I don't have that kind of cash around. Okay, let's see now. What is he ask? 20,000! And people were looking and going, we should go with this. Oh, well, you know something? <laughs> That's an awful lot of money. 20,000. I have about 15,000 I could give. But I don't have the other 5,000. That's so much money to have around. Who could have such money like that? And so, if I remember the information correct, somewheres in the shtetl of Brody, there was a very well-to-do man. Now, I don't know his name. I don't know if the name that Mendel wrote was the real name, because many of these stories that are written in Swarim always say there was this yid, and there was this person, there was this, and it doesn't give a name. So, you know, sometimes it says, Ish Polini, Shehoya Godel, Ish Polini, Hoya Oisher, you know, whatever it is. So, uh, we're going to call this uh, rich person Moshe Yankov. Okay? And in Brody, this guy Moshe Yankov was extremely well to do. Not just well, well, well to do. He was very wealthy, extremely rich. He had a lot of businesses he ran, and he, for sure, for sure, had all that cash floating around. And so, people were talking. Oh, what's going on over here? Uh, what is this? Uh, let me see now. Uh-huh. Oh, this comes from the Chernobyl market. In Chernobyl. Let's see what it says. Look at this poster. Hey, guys, gather around. Let's take a look at this poster. Hmm. Let's see what this poster says. Uh-huh, 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 uh-hu
and he needs 20,000 rubles as soon as possible. And because it's a very important seduction and the money's needed right away, uh, the Chernobyl market is promising. Wow! He'll promise to be uh, a Posabis. Imagine having a guest like the Chernobyl market in your house as a guest for Sabis. Well, it doesn't stop you. Oh, really? What else does it say? No, what else does it say? It says over here that the Chernobyl market gives a guarantee that whoever gives this sum of money, uh, the whole thing, is a guaranteed portion of item above to be opposite the Chernobyl market. Wow! 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 Oh boy, that sounds very interesting. Well, who has that kind of money? Oh, I don't have that kind of money. Well, I don't have that kind of money either. Yeah, yeah, yum, bim, bim, bum. Come on, guys, think. Who can have such money like that? I mean, you know, I mean, you know, even if I don't have the money, but, you know, if we get somebody in our town, you know, to give this money, you know, you know, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I mean, if we get somebody in our town to give this kind of money, you know, you know, you know, when you say what you want to say already. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so if we get a guy in our town to give this kind of money, that means the Chernobyl market will come to our town of Brody. Okay, you understand? He'll come to our town of Brody. All right? And, of course, that means he'll be at whoever's house this is. But at the same time, <laughs> we can go and visit. Come in there Friday night by his tents, you know what I mean? Get a bracha. Hey, we better find somebody here in Brody, okay? Hey, who do we know that's rich? Well, let's see. This time, Yankel, Mohem Yankel, his money is all tied up. He has a lot of businesses, but, you know, he doesn't have cash on him. <laughs> Let's think about this really good. Fellas, fellas, fellas. Come on, use your brains. I uh, use our brains? Like what? What do you mean? Come on, fellas. Hey, we have somebody in this town that's extremely well-to-do. You know who I mean, don't you? Oh, let's see now. Who could you possibly mean? Oh, dear me, oh, my. You're not talking about Moshe Yaakov, are you? <laughs> yes, I am talking about Moshe Yaakov. <laughs> Moshe Yaakov is very well-to-do. <laughs> he for sure, for sure has the money. Why don't we uh, tell him about this? Yeah, and so Moshe Yaakov also has a very big house. Imagine... Chernobyl market comes to his house. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, that's right. That's very interesting. Well, maybe there's something you're not thinking about. Do you know that this guy, Moshe Yaakov, yes, you're right, he's probably the only guy in this town that has so much cash on hand. He could probably give him once a hundred thousand rubles. Yeah, he's the only one that has such money around here. But you're forgetting something about him. Yeah? Like, what am I forgetting about him? Ah, I know what he looks like. I know what his beard and face look like. I know everything about him. I know where his house is. And... Alright, then you know that there's something else about him. Oh, yeah? Remind me. Refresh me. Uh, he's the most cargo mensch in the world. The most what? Cheapskate. 
He's a miser. He doesn't give a penny to Tzedakah. Oh, that's right. You know, the other day, my boss, he was traveling away, and he didn't get back on time because of the weather, so I didn't have money yet because they couldn't get my paycheck. So I went to him to go over and ask him for money, and he said, go out and work for yourself. I worked, you should go work. And I told him, I do work, except my boss is not around, and he didn't pay me yet. I need to make Shabbos, and you know what he said? He told me, tough noogies, you should learn how to budget yourself. Yeah, that's what it was. And no problem. When I came to him, I'm a very poor person. Everybody knows me as Toimche de Beggar. Otherwise, I came to him, and I asked him for Tzedakah, and he sent me out, and he said, I work for my money, you should learn to work for your money. It just never occurs to Moshe Yaakov that maybe not everybody is able to get a job, and maybe not everybody can do all kinds of work. So he just sent me out. So, you know, we can go on and on and tell stories of how he's a miser, you know, but that's not the thing. What we need is to find out uh, if he'll do this. Uh, well, we're not allowed to bet because it's connected to Torah, so we're not going to bet now. And I'm telling you, we're not going to bet. <laughs> well, you know what? It's not fair. I was just thinking that it's not fair that we should leave him out. So I was just thinking that, you know, um, um, somebody should have the guts and, and, and put in, in his mail slot, you know what I mean, by, by his gate. You know, he has a big mailbox and everything for his mail and everything, okay? And I think somebody should put a copy of the letter, you know what I mean, uh, uh, you know, about this poster. Put the poster in his mail thing and then let him take it from there. Maybe, maybe uh, uh, he won't do anything. Or maybe because it's a number of money. And uh, maybe his heart will turn. You, you never know. It's just give him a chance. Uh-huh. I see what you're saying. All right. You know what? Give me that poster. Rip it off the wall. Because there's nothing we can do. All right. I'm going. Wish me luck. Uh, don't worry. <laughs> he doesn't have any dogs out there. <laughs> now, what about the dogs? What about the guards? All right. Here we go. Ah, here I am by his house. There's the mailbox. God is walking over there. Okay, let me open it up. Okay, there we go. And sure enough, he put it in his mailbox. And the next morning, this guy, Moisiyako, he went to check his mail. All right. It's time for me to go check my mail. Oh, what is this? Somebody put a poster in my mailbox. I wonder what it says. Let me unfold it. Alrighty, let me look at this mail. Oh, wow. Let me see what it says. Ho, 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 ho. Wow. To have the Chernobyl Amagin by my house? That would be great. I have enough room to put his chassidim here. Look how big my living room is. <laughs> oh, sure. I could do that. Not a problem at all. I can put him up here. And what's this other thing? Uh, 
Ah, if somebody gives the large sum of money, he's going to promise him Eilam next to him. Oh, I like that. I like that. I guarantee to have all of my ball. But how much is he asking over here? Whoa, 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 whoa. I knew there was a catch. I knew there was a catch. He's talking about 20,000 rubles. Well, for me, that's almost a drop in the bucket. 20,000 rubles. <laughs> 20,000 rubles? A very interesting thing. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know what? Just an interesting thing. 20,000 rubles. Wow. You know what? I'm not going to look at a sedaqah. I'm going to look at this as a business deal. Right now, I don't even know. And I don't think anybody knows if they have oil in my bar. If they do, how much oil in my bar. But to have oil in my bar, for sure. I guarantee that I'll have oil in my bar. And I'm going to not have just a guarantee that I'm going to have oil in my bar. I'm also going to have not just a guarantee of oil in my bar. I'm going to be next to the great tzaddik, Rabbi Mordechai. Rabbi Mordechai Tversky, the Chernobyl Magid. I'll be next to him in oil in my bar. I'll be opposite him, right next to him. Oh, boy, I can't miss this business opportunity. Yeah, for this, I can give up 20000 It's a business deal. Sure, I'll guarantee myself that I'll have oil in my bar. Sure, 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 sure. Let me go over and pack a suitcase right away. And let me travel to Chernobyl. Sure enough, he stuffed a suitcase with 20,000 rubles in cash. And he took one of his bodyguards with him. And he traveled in a nice little wagon, coming all the way over to Chernobyl. And he arrives in Chernobyl. And people look at him. Uh-oh. Look at this guy. Yes, I know him. I've seen him around. That's uh, uh, that famous rich man, Moshe Yankel. You know, Moshe Yakov. Yeah. 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 Yeah, boy. What's he doing? Oh, he must be visiting somebody. He's got a suitcase. <laughs> uh, wait a minute. You don't suppose... Well, I did put it in his mailbox. I put the post in. You did? Yes. I. Maybe that's not a suitcase with clothing. Maybe he's got money in there. I don't think so. I I, I can't believe it. He's, he's going gonna, gonna to give it to that guy. No, 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 no. I don't believe it. You never know. I mean, Isla Maba is not something to laugh about or sneeze about. Uh, all right. Uh, let's see what happens. And sure enough, everybody stood outside the shoe, hanging around there. And they wanted to see what was going on. And sure enough, the shamus looks at this rich man. Ah, nice rich man. Maybe he's going to give me a nice tip. You know, a lot of people tip the shamus over here. <laughs> the guy from the river. Okay. Shalom uh, Aleichem. Something I can do for you? Uh, yes, as a matter of fact, you can. Can you tell the Haile Gatsadik, the Chernobyl Magid, that a man from Brody is here, and the man from Brody's name is Moshe Yankev, and I'm here to go over and give him all the money that he needs for that tzedakah that he put up in those flyers and posters. Eh? Well, he looks like a rich man, nice fancy schmancy suit. Uh, let me look. Wow, look at that wagon outside. Yeah, yeah maybe I should. Okay, one second. Let me, let me go inside. Oh. Rebbe, there's a man named Moishe Yankel. He's uh, 
pretty well-looking guy. He wants to come in. He wants to talk to you about the, the money that you're collecting for the tzedakah. Please, by all means, send him right in. Uh, okay, the rabbi will see you right now. <laughs> Thank you very much. Shalom Aleichem, Rebbe. I read your letters, I read your posters, I read your flyers, and I am willing to pay you all of this 20,000 rubles that you need for this tzedakah that you're collecting for. I'm ready to give it to you right now, and I'm ready that you should come to my house for Shabbos. And yes, if the Rebbe needs, he wants to set up Tish over there Friday night, Shabbos day, no problem, whatever you need. Yes, you'll spend a Shabbos with me. And of course, most of all, I want you. I want you to give me that guarantee that I'm going to have my Elam and I'm going to be opposite you, next to you, in Elam So what do you say, Rebbe? I see. And the Rebbe took one look at this man's face, and he knew his whole story in an instant. And the Rebbe said to himself, To have a person like this, a kargemens, a person who is a miser, so much money, doesn't give tzedakah to be next to me for Oilamapo. I don't know about this. Uh, excuse me, Herzogzi. Uh, I'm very happy that you want to pay this 20,000 that I need for the tzedakah. But I just want you to know I'll spend the Shabbos by your house. No question about it. But the part about Oilem Abo, I don't think I can give it to you. If you want, I can give a brocha that you will be rich for the rest of your life. I give a brocha that your children should be rich. All the way down the line, they should always be rich. They should always be well to do. I could do that if you want. But I don't think I can guarantee you the Oilem Abo. Now, Rabbi, listen here. I'm here mainly on a business deal. I'm here to buy and guarantee myself a portion in Oilem Abo. To me, it's worth this 20000 Normally, I don't give tzedakah. The Rebbe knows that, obviously, because that's why you're holding back my Olamabo. Okay? So now, listen to me. I want you to know that it's all or nothing. Are you going to do exactly? We'll make a contract. You're going to have to make a contract, and the Rebbe should sign it. And I will uh, have you come to my house for Shabbos. And yes, I am to be guaranteed that I'll have a place in Olamabo opposite you. Otherwise, I will not give the 20,000 uh, rubles. I have it all here in this suitcase right now. You can have it to help out whatever this big, 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 big tzedakah is. You can have all this money now. But you know, I must have that guarantee. Otherwise, I won't do it. The Rebbe thought about it. He thought about it some more. And then he realized, hmm, maybe it's not so bad after all. If I give him that chilek in oil He's doing a mitzvah English more bolish more. He's giving tzedakah. Excuse me, Rabbi Ertz. You're talking like Rabbi Erps, not like. Uh... Oh, sorry. <laughs> I see I'm running out of time, so I have to speed it up a little bit. But it's okay. Let the Rebbe do the thinking. All right. Uh, okay. okay. Nissen, then we'll uh, wait a drop longer. If I go over a drop, it's okay. Yeah? Okay. All right. So he says it's okay. All right. So let's continue. Well, <coughs> I thought about it. English more, Polish more. Okay, you never know. All right, I ask him. Let's sign it. And the Rebbe signed this contract. He guaranteed he's going to come to his house for Shabbos, and sure enough, he guaranteed him a place in Olam opposite him, and that was guaranteed. 
And then, of course, he walked out. He was so happy. He was dancing in the street. I'm going to have the Rebbe come to me. The Mabababai. That you know, Malamagad will be by me for Shabbos. I'm going to have Oilam Habo guaranteed. And I'm going to be next to him. Oh, Gifaldik, Gifaldik, Gifaldik. You know what? He's coming to my house. I know I got to buy the best fish. I got to buy a lot of fish because he's going to probably give shirayim because the Rebbe's fear is a chatish and he gives pieces of fish and shirayim. Okay, so let me go and start buying things. So he began to feel, not to send out his servants, he felt he wanted part of that mitzvah. And so he was coming to the fish market and he came there to the best fish market guy and he started talking to him. Excuse me? Hey, pardon me? Uh, you know who I am. Yes, of course. Oh, so good to see you, my Yankin. Okay, uh, you know, this is not a tzedakah store, so you don't have to worry. <laughs> so, uh, uh, what would you like for Shabbos? You want to buy fish? How come you're coming here personally? It's a long story, but the Chernobyl Magin is going to be by my house for Shabbos. <laughs> so I want to personally have a chalik in the mitzvah. Huh? Coming to you out of all people? I can't believe it. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So I want the best fish you got. No, no, that's too skinny. I want a zaftika fish. Oh, now we're talking. No, I need fish for the chafsidim. Also, they're going to come for the tish. Oh, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. And at that moment, an older lady walked into the fish market. Excuse me. Pardon me. Hi, I'm very poor. And I'm just wondering, I have no food for Shamish. I don't have fish. My kindle are starving. My husband, he died recently. He was nifter from the veld. He used to work, but he wasn't a millionaire. I just made enough to me to support us. But now he's nifter, we have no money. And now our family's not going to have Shabbos kindness. What are we going to do, please, sir? Can you please give me a fish? And when things get better, I'll pay you back for the fish. Well, I hear what you're saying, but, you know, there's a little problem here. I just want you to know that, 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 uh, Balabuste, boss, come over here. Yes, what seems to be the problem? Uh, this lady. Yes, lady, what can I do for you? Well, I need a fish for Shabbos, and I don't have any. Please, and I have no money. Could you please give it to me? And when things get better, I'll pay you. <laughs> Very interesting. If I did that, I wouldn't have enough money for myself. I'm sorry. I don't make the best of business, you know. I'm doing well, but not that well. I'm sorry. I, I, I can't give it to you. But at that moment, it seemed to be that Moishi Yako's heart changed. Something happened. Oh, listen to me. Excuse me, Mr. Fishtorona. You are going to do the following. You're going to give this lady uh, a fish that she wants, whatever size fish she wants, and I'm going to pay for it. What? You're going to pay for it? Yes, yes, yes. I'm going to pay for the fish, and not only that, I'm going to give her credit, okay? I'm going to put money in advance into her account, and this money will be in the account, and you are to give her fish whenever she wants it. Whenever she needs for Shabbos, you give her. And when the account runs out, I'll continue to pay for it. Do you understand? Yes, of course, no problem. After that, he went to the butcher. Ah, my siyankif, shulam aleichem, mishmachtai, what can I do for you? How come you're not sending your servant? 
It's a long story. But the uh, Chernobyl market is coming to my house for Shabbos. So, but, but right now, I, I have no time to talk about it. Uh, but, uh, but I want to have a chelik in the mitzvah, okay? So can we uh, give me the best flesh you have? All right, no problem. <laughs> Obviously, you're paying. Obviously. Okay. You're right. It's not stuck. You're buying something you feel you need. Okay, you pay for it. Right, okay. And sure enough, the lady followed. Oh, dear me, oh, my. Excuse me, Mr. Butcher. Can you please give me some place for me and my family for Shabbos? You know, my... Ah, yes. I know you. Your husband died a few weeks ago. Unfortunately, you have no money. Unfortunately, I don't have extra meat right now. I need it. Otherwise, I'm not going to be able to support my family and I have to pay rent. And again, his heart was moved. Uh, You know what? Listen to me. You give this lady all the flesh that she needs, and I'll pay for it. Not only that, I'm going to put money in her account, and you are to give her credit. You understand that? All right, you're paying for it, no problem. All the flesh you want, whatever you want, lady. And this is the way it happened. From every store he went to, she came, and he went over and paid for everything for her, and put money in account. That Shabbos came. Sure enough, the Chernobyl market came. And he came to the house, and after davening, they came there, back to the house, and they started singing Shalom Aleichem, and I don't know what kind of Shalom Aleichem they had in those days. Shalom Aleichem, Malachi Whatever the nigger was, I have no idea. And then they started eating, and the rabbi gave out the fish, and the shirayim, and everything, and they began singing Zemiras. And of course they were singing and it was so uplifting that even Moshe Yako started jumping up and dancing. He got into it and then suddenly he fell down and all was quiet. And then all of a sudden People said, what happened to our host? What happened? I don't know. I don't know either. Rabbi. A minute. Let me go over to him. And sure enough, the Chernobyl of Magid leaned over to Meshiachah, whispered something in his ear, and suddenly Meshiachah woke up. Huh? Oh, sorry. Uh, why is everybody looking at me? Come on, let's continue. And of course they continued. And the next day, by the Shabbos meal... The same thing happened by the Shabbos meal. They were singing. The Rebbe says some Torah. He got so involved, he suddenly collapsed and fell down. I collapsed again. Oh, my, my, my goodness. Uh, uh, Rebbe, 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 he fell down again. All those uh, Rebbe, Rebbe. I'm in it. I'm in it. And sure enough, the Chernobyl Magid came over to him and whispered into his ear, and he jumped up again. And then finally, when Shalashudas came, the same thing happened, but this time, when Moshe Yaakov collapsed on the floor, the Chernobyl Magid was so deep in his helikite, his eyes were closed, he was oblivious to everything around him, and he was just involved in the Kedusha of the Shalashudas. And the people said, Rebbe, Rebbe, um, Moshe Yankee is on the floor. Rebbe. Rebbe. Excuse me, Rebbe. Excuse me, Rebbe. Uh, pardon me, Rebbe. Rebbe. Rabbi, the person is on the floor. Rebbe. And he didn't hear them. He didn't hear them. And of course, because the Rebbe didn't go whisper anything, 
this person, Mashiach's Neshama, left him, and he was Nifter during that Shalashudas. Later on, by Malava Malke, the Rebbe still felt to have Malava Malke, but this time it's a little bit different. The Rebbe went over and said to the Shamish, I want you to call me this widow from that person that was Nifter a few weeks ago. Bring her in. And this widow came in. The Rebbe wanted to see me. Did I do something wrong? Chas v'sholem. Didn't do anything wrong. I want you to tell the people what happened in your house for Shabbos. In my house? Oh, my kindlech and I, we had the best Shabbos we ever had. We never had a Shabbos like this in the Gansalaban, except when my husband was alive. I mean, we had no money, no nothing. And this person, Mercy Akif, he went over every store I went to go buy fish, meat, but I had no money and I was asking for donations. And, and the storekeepers couldn't give me because they needed for themselves. And then this person, Mashiankov, this rich man, Mashiankov, he bought everything for me, paid for everything. And not only that, he put money into my accounts for credit so I could buy for the next few weeks or months. That's what he did. So we felt so elated that he made our Shabbos so great. We were singing and we were dancing by my house. And my kindlech was singing also. And we're all thinking and singing out loud that the Rabbin Islam should give this person a great portion in Eilam Habor. That's what we did. A beautiful portion. We asked the Rabbin Islam, he deserves it. That's for what he did. And the Rebbe suddenly turned to everybody. Rabbi said, do you hear what he did? Now let me tell you a little more. Advice euch that this person he was moved by the fact that he gave Snoka English more bullish more. His heart was again moved when he came to the fish store, when he came to the butcher store, when he came to the wine store, every store he was moved. And then, of course, what ended up happening was these people were so moved by it that Felix, the singing with such kavonis, reached in Shemayim. And in Shemayim, they said they want to take Moshe Yaakov right away. And they want to put him in Oil Mabo and give him a very beautiful portion in Oil Mabo. <laughs> Except I wanted that he should stay here in this world, that he should be able to accomplish more, because once you're there, you can't accomplish more. So when he collapsed on Friday night, I whispered his hair, I'm not ready for you to leave. When came Shabbos by the meal, I said, I'm not ready for him to leave. But by Shalashudis, his mother, his own mother came to me in a dream. And the mother said to me, Rebbe, Rebbe, why, why are you letting him stay down here? Let him upstairs. Such a big portion, a beautiful portion, El Mabo. Rebbe, please, let him stay. And so I decided I can't fight against the mother. The mother wants him up there. The Malochim wants him up there. He had a great portion. So yes, he was nifter. But he earned one of the biggest portions of Olamabu you could imagine. So you see, one little thing can turn a person around. And this turned him around. And of course, there was a Leviah with grace of COVID and everything. And he wasn't called a miser by the Leviah. No, a great Baal Tzedakah. Indeed he did. And of course, the money that Shinobal Amagid used to help out that poor person with the business and make his chasana. And it was all in the schus of this person, Moshe Yankif was unbelievable.
And so, everybody out there, I know, Rabbi Herbs, you want to tell everybody? They should all wake up. And, and don't say that it's not possible because I did so many things bad, uh, but it's now Elul and we're coming to Slichas night. Everybody should wake themselves up and try to improve themselves little by little. You can't do it overnight in one shot, but little by little you can you know, you can find something you start to improve on. And as each day goes by, each week goes by, you add a little more, whatever it is, right? That's right. You got that right. Oh, look at the time. We got to go, man. Ay, 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 ay. All right, you're right. Uh, so everybody have a wonderful Shabbos and a great weekend. And really pour out your hearts and slichas. Maybe Mashiach will come a lot faster, okay? All right, so uh, goodbye.